on the extended three-hour program, Racing Pulse now hones in on the full Victorian race preview. Yes, it is time to have a look at this evening's meeting at Pakenham. It is a cracking meeting. Uh, they've done a great job with the future stars and the increase in prize money. It certainly boosted the Thursday fair and it is a late start it is the 5:45 night meeting last race 9 15 we've got a beautiful weather day in melbourne and warren huntley is the man to find us all of the winners how are you was i'm very well thanks michael you must enjoy doing these packingham thursday night meetings well it's a good track isn't it it's a, it's a lovely surface as you reference the future star series has brought some real competition and quality to to those maidens and then we get a, a further test of that form with Marble Arch going around mm. tonight so it's created a lot of interest. Yeah looking forward to seeing uh, that horse go around there's a few that have been really well backed are you confident from a punting perspective? I'm hoping we're on the right train Michael because there's a, there's a number of races where I don't think there's much value and, and you know the, the horses that are first second you know perhaps even third favourites they look the key winning hopes so, don't think there's a lot of value, but interesting to hear Terry Bailey earlier on. I'm not tipping Montenegro, but I do think he's uh, he's got a great chance in the last. So he might be one that a few at odds are, uh, are finding, and, and he looks to be well-placed to at least run well. He's not my top selection, but he's a, a one of decent odds that's in the top couple. All right, let's see how this track will play tonight. It's out four metres. We're currently on a good four, and Bryce Milton is the track manager. Good morning, Bryce. Hey, Michael, how are you going? Very well indeed. I'd imagine it's uh, pristine conditions down Pakenham Way. Yeah, it's a beautiful day. Um, we've had a good week as well weather-wise since we got the rain last Thursday night, but high of 27 degrees today, clear sky, so a great night for racing. Have you had to put any water on this morning? Not this morning, no. No, the last irrigation we put on was just three millimetres on uh, Tuesday night just to hold it where we where it was. Um, with this warm day in mind, so we had 50 mil of rain after the meeting and during the meeting last Thursday night, so that put a, a fair bit of moisture in the profile. It's one of the better tracks in Victoria. Rail out four, how do you think it'll play this evening? Uh, track should play pretty well, being on the good four surface. Um, it's, so we've moved the rail out four metres. Uh, it's covered the majority of the wear and tear, just a little bit of marking down the front straight. Um, but being on a good four surface, I don't think that marking played too much of a um, part in racing tonight. Well, uh, fingers crossed it's going to be a ripper and hopefully you'll get a few people trackside as well. Uh, no reason not to go. A beautiful Thursday evening. be lovely to sit out there, watch some good horses and have a couple of coldies. Yeah, we've had really good crowds um, since we come back after our renovation break and as you touched on the Future Stars series, has really helped push that along as well. Enjoy the night, Bryce. Best of luck. Thanks, Michael. All right, let's get stuck into this preview. The first race is at quarter to six, as I said. It's over 1,600 metres. It's a maiden for the three-year-olds, and we've got a few promising gallopers here as well. Uh, the favourite is from the Moody Stable. We take out two and three. Brand new is the $2.70 uh, elect at this stage. Uh, futile resistance, good push. Danny O'Brien, also Terry Bailey earlier at $3.20, and also Glenn Ingram from the Trial Files. Promises kept seven fifty. Uh, Jenny uh, Philo is at $8 and uh, Via Via Vi is uh, at $13, Super Trail $14. So um, Feudal Resistance has been spruiked by a few this morning, but the market has honed in on Brand New, who is now the favourite. I think there's probably three key winning hopes, Michael, and, and Brand New's runs to date have been very good. The 
debut performance, 1,400 metres at Cranbourne. That race was run by Suzuro, who's gone on to win two races subsequently. So the form through that's holding up well. And then had the run at 1,600 metres last start. I think sets up with a tactical advantage over a couple of the key opposition here, maps into a good spot. So siding with four, head of six futile resistance. I can understand the support there. He's been back to the trials and really worked home well without being tested. I think he probably settles a little bit off speed from that draw, although he does rise in distance. Blake Shin's been a real part of this horse's education. He was aboard on the trial between runs and on debut and, and back aboard tonight. And he ran well on debut and he's trialled nicely since. Nine promises kept, hits this race third up, hit the line strongly last start. And Vi Vi Vi's last start at Geelong was quite encouraging for the Nigel Blackiston stable. Late notification coming through of some Equicast going on, so maybe when they were just doing some shoeing this morning they had a, a minor issue, but that's worth noting coming through as a late gear change on the debutante number 12. Four, six, nine, twelve. Four, six, nine, and 12 in the first uh, brand new on top for Warren Huntley. Race number two, if I can get my app to update, I can give you the market here. <laughs> Scratchings in race number two, take out number 13. Alluring Rebel for Michael Kent is a $3.60 favourite. Robert the Puss, $4.40. Rota uh, Kura is at $4.40. And then Curulation, $7. Who do you like here? Yeah, hard to, to find a hole in the market there. I thought number seven, Pedante, might be the one outside the leading chances that had a, a each way hope, but... Thought number two, Alluring Rebels, been racing well and holding ground well. That maiden behind Dirty Grin last start at Geelong was a strong maiden and he was covering ground on that occasion. He's drawn to get a much better run today and, and he's been wide the last two runs. So a good opportunity for Alluring Rebel to get every chance during the run, which I don't think he's had at his last couple, just the way the races have shaped up. Two ahead of nine, Rotakura, who got back, hit the line strongly last start. That's a little bit of, of what he does, but... Um, big spacious track here. Mark Zara aboard a, a positive seven. Pedante, I said, might be the one that I think's a touch over the odds. I think's definitely got a claim. Comes through a, a pretty strong maiden. Dante's Peak. That's the uh, that's the uh, the Hauk form line for the for the Cliff Brown train runner later on in the program. I thought Pedante was held up at a crucial stage there. Worked home well enough. The rising distance looks to suit. And Robert the Puss is, is building to that. Victory, he's had a few chances, gets a tongue tie on today. Two, nine, seven, eight. Two, nine, seven, and eight in the second at Packenham. Race number three, this is one of the future stars. It's heat nine of the series over 1,400 metres. In this race, the scratching is number six, and Eternal Flame was a big debut, and it's been well supported since it opened up at $3.80 in the market. Uh, and it's now in the red. $1.95 uh, for Michael Kent. Ethan Brown is the rider. Von Hawk, who has also had a spruik, was a good debut. JK rides for Cliff Brown, $3.50. American liaison, $5. And then you're out to $11 plus. Gee, the market's gone bang, Eternal Flame here, Warren. Yeah, a few horses have really trimmed up in the last couple of hours, Michael. And Eternal Flame's one of them. And, and putting the tips in, she was marginal. Black odds, I thought that was a, a fair price. Her debut run was really eye-catching. Some great late sectionals relative to the meeting there in one of the future stars. So you know that's a strong maiden. Out to the 1,400 metres looks suitable. And there's been an option or two for, for Mick Kent prior to that, or prior to this race following that debut performance. And he settled on this as the most suitable option. You, 
we got to back him in there and a few weeks between runs with that stable and up to the 1,400 metres, no issue. 12 for me, ahead of 10, Von Hauck, and we'll get a test of that form line in the previous with, with Pedante, and I'm trusting that form line. It was a good debut. He was well fancied on that occasion, and he was out wide on the track, and Dante's peak just produced a, a career best performance to be able to win that race, but will be better for that experience. Jamie Carr sticking's a positive. American liaison looks the other key winning hope. Crossover noseband comes off, was strong to the line at 1,200 metres at Geelong behind. He's answered well supported first up, will be fitter for that run. And then debutante number three, Bagan. It's, uh, it's their tough races to win full stop, even tougher to win with debutantes. Like the acceleration that this horse showed in a jump out down the back straight recently here on the home track at Pakenham. 12, 10, 1, 3. 12, 10, 1 and 3. If you missed it a little earlier, Cliff Brown was on with half and uh, he did give Von Hauk a good push. Oh, look, we're full of hope. Uh, he's certainly trained on well. He looks well. He's done everything right. So I think the step up to 1,400 metre suits. So, yeah, we're full of hope. But it's, it's a good, strong race. You know, with this sort of prize money, they're always going to be. Have you got an opinion of him? I think he's a nice horse going forward, yeah. It's about as strong as you get from uh, Cliff Brown. So uh, he's got a good chance for Hauk, who goes around at $3.50. Race number four, uh, this is a 64, over 1,200 metres. And, uh, wow, this has been the best back go of the day. Uh, take out six, seven, nine, and 10. Um, some might have been a little surprised to see them open up. 360 Marvel Arch, but it certainly didn't last long. Uh, and today it's been two dollars thirty into one eighty. It's been a one way traffic. Set the sales. Interesting coming back. I think it's gelded now. Um, and there was a big push and spruik for this horse from the price in Kent Junior Stable last campaign. Four sixty South Parade is also another horse that goes okay at eleven dollars. So there's a bit of form in this race. But she was hard not to be impressed with Marble Arch last start. Oh, she is terrific. Michael, and uh, the sectionals compared very well on the overall race time, compared well, which stronger races on the night, which is always a positive. Just back to your, your quote there from Cliff Brown. It's, it's one of racing's great cliches, isn't it? Have you got an opinion of the horse? And, and the answer is yes. Well, that opinion could be anything between it's the best horse I've ever trained, the, the slowest horse I've ever trained, but it is an opinion. So it's a, it's a good racing cliche, isn't it? They've got an opinion of this horse, but... Anyway, I digress. 11 Marble Arch, just uh, outstanding performance first run for the stable. Looks destined to go on to, to better races. And again, the black odds earlier this morning were much more attractive than the dollar eighty now. And even I think 15, 20 minutes ago was a dollar ninety five. So it's continuing to firm, but she looks very promising. And the speed in the race through South Parade and others just means that it's probably going to offset any sort of potential luck in running type issues. Uh, they run along with horses on speed, particularly South Parade with the claim for Emily Posman. Best horse should win, and I think the best horse is 11, Marble Arch. Head of four set the sales. He's resuming Gelded. Recent jump out was good through the line. I'm sure we'll step up in trip from the 1,200 metres with a run or two under the belt, but a promising horse being Gelded jumping out well looks the obvious danger. I keep batting up for number eight in due time. Mark Zara gets aboard. The blinkers go on. He's got the talent to be winning in this grade. He doesn't have a lot of early tactical speed. Maybe the blinkers can create a bit of a change to the running style. And 12 tantrums just really accelerated late. It was just the last couple of hundred metres got going first Australian run. She looks quite promising too, but she strikes a strong race. 11, 4, 8 and 12. 11, 4, 8 and 12 in race number four. Four down, four to go. Packing them tonight. Quick break on the other side. It'll be the Quaddy Legs. 
on RSN 927's Racing Pulse, the Victorian Form Preview. Welcome back to the Victorian Form Preview of Pakenham this evening. We are up to race number five, the first leg of the Quaddy, the Future Stars Series, uh, heat number eight, over 1,200 metres. And in this race, we scratch number 13, um, which is Super Valentine. So... Here's a little quandary for you, uh, Warren. Did I see a little earlier that the Sportsbet Future Stars series heat number nine is race three and heat number eight is race five? <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Work that out. Anyway, all you need to do is find us the winner. Lady Die Die, $2.20. Jay Carr, uh, Cliff Brown. Uh, Firestorm Boy, uh, Boy is at $4.60. Uh, Triato, Triotto is at $5.50 and Signals at nine fifty. Could be a ni- nice night for Cliff Brown. This is what he had to say about the favourite, Lady Die Die. Uh, look, to be fair, she she hasn't had a lot of a lot of things go her way in, in in a couple of the races. She's been very consistent. The horses that have beaten her have all gone on and done uh, done well, and those around her have run well and won races. So the form around her is very strong. Uh, she goes there in good shape. Jamie to ride, so so I think she's a really nice chance as well. Would you take two twenty? I wouldn't, Michael. I think she's got a, a great winning chance, but she's not a top selection, and particularly the form through Skid Marinka's has held up well, and she looks to have trolled up nicely to resume, and, and Jamie Carr on board from a well-performed horse who's trolled up well. You, you know she's going to take a decent chunk of the market. I thought number eight, Firestorm Boy, was a, a really good performance on debut, arguably slightly inferior ground. The momentum was out wider in that race, late in the race. That's the Dante's Peak. Von Houck form line that will get a, a handle through that. I suppose Cliff Brown would have a good uh, way of being able to line up those two gallopers, Van Houck and Lady Di Di. And I, I thought that Firestorm Boy, with the benefit of that run, Ollie staying aboard, I, I think is a, a positive. And, and I'm leaning to number eight, Firestorm Boy, on a night where I didn't think there was a lot of value. You could certainly play him each way, and I'd be surprised if you're not going to get a result. There looks reasonable speed in the race through Triotto, and, and I think uh, even Lady Di Di will be there on the speed. Uh, eight for me each way. Hit a 12, Lady Di Di, who looks to have trolled up well. Nothing at all wrong with her race day form, and particularly through Skid Marink, that, that form's held up well. Coco Van Winkle, number 10, comes through the, the same race as Firestorm Boy, and she was on speed on that occasion. I think she'd be part of the speed again. She'll be fitter and better for that first uh, first time at the races. And 11, Daiquiri Diva, I think might have been beaten by a smart horse from the Danny O'Brien stable, in Lady Shalal last start. She was an eye-catcher on debut, went to Yarra Valley and won. And in that race, Daiquiri Diva had the, the tougher run and I thought that along pretty well under the circumstances. Eight each way ahead of 12, 10 and 11. Eight each way ahead of 12, 10 and 11. Race number six is a 58 over 1,400 metres. In this race, the scratchings are 1, 3, 50, 15 and 16. Uh, Israelite Bay is at $2.90. A Gap Star is at $6. The Hayflyer, $6.50. Cindy Olsen's a good friend of ours here at RSN because she always finds us a winner. And I wonder if she's keen on Gap Star tonight. How are you, Cindy? Uh, good morning, Michael. Yes, I am quite keen on Gap Star tonight, but I've been on Gap, keen on Gap Star a few times and she's let me down. Well, <laughs> she hasn't been far away, though. She's uh, drawn to get a reasonable run tonight, so... Um, why will it be different tonight? Has she really impressed you on the track? No, look, she's always shown really good galloping ability, but unfortunately she's one of those horses that needs a lot of things to go her way to win. Um, and that's part of the reason why I've dropped her back here. She 
Lights a big spacious track, which Pakenham is. 1,400 seems to be her ideal um, distance. And um, hopefully the drop back in grade from the Flemington race will, will work well for her and uh, she can win. That's what we're hoping to get another win on the board because while she's not run you know, very many poor races, she's certainly got a not a great winning strike rate, that's for sure. Well, hopefully she can provide you with a win tonight. What about your debutante, Howling Rain, who finds a pretty strong race in the Future Star Series on debut? Yeah, look, he's um, he's a horse that I like, and I think he's going to be a nice stayer in time. Um, and he's sort of there tonight because it is that track is, is a really good track to start horses off on, especially when they want a bit of ground. And probably it will be. There'll be two couple in there that'll be too sharp for him tonight, but um, I think he's going to really derive a lot of benefit out of the race, and um, I think, you know, whether it's this preparation or the next or even the one after, I think he's going to make a nice day in the making. Well, fingers crossed tonight, and Matt Stewart, who's telling everyone he's now your racing manager, is uh, happy to see that uh, Jigsaw's going to the Oakley Plate as well. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm not, I've not seen Matty's credentials as a racing manager, but I guess he's got to start somewhere, so we'll see how good he is at it. <laughs> good on you, Cindy. Good luck. Thanks, Michael. Bye. Uh, what are your thoughts here, Warren? Um, two ninety, the favourite. Gap star, good push from Cindy, six dollars. Yeah, she's right in the mix. I, I thought Israelite Bay just took a while to get clear. First up, number eleven or second up, Michael. But she really worked home well in that race behind Kaitel. That was one of the higher rating races of the night. And up to the fourteen hundred metres suits from a good draw with Mark Zara aboard. I think there's a few positives there for Israelite Bay, but there's also positives for, for Gab Star and. You're looking through the ownership there, uh, Sue and Kate, who are part of the, the team that look after the winning owners there at Packenham. If Gabstar mm. wins tonight, there could be some uh, excited scenes out there at Packenham. If Gabstar wins, she's got a great chance. She needs that next win on the board. But chasing Bellow Rich last start, that form held up well at group level last weekend. So no knock on Gabstar at all. 14, the Hay Flyer, comes through some easier races. Probably looking for a spot three wide with cover from that draw, but... Gets into the field as a, the second emergency. I think Maddie Allen's got her in really good form this preparation, and I think she can measure up here. Five Roma's wish gets the blinkers on, fitter for a couple of runs back from a spell of a very good record here at the track. 11, 10, 14, and 5. 11, 10, 14, and 5. Race number seven is the 64 over 1,400 metres. Takeout uh, numbers 2, 3, 13, and 15. Hughes is the favourite here, $2.60. General Firepower, four forty. dollars I mean, Nikki is at $5 there. The three under double figure odds. And uh, Warren Hughes is very well named here. Uh, the dam is no more tears. Uh, might be in reference to Kim Hughes and that famous press conference a few years ago. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and look, he's a talented galloper. He trolled up nicely going into his debut run and uh, he was able to win there. What he did do there was really quicken down nicely and run through the line strongly, get into a reasonable spot, but then he just got stronger and stronger. The race went on. Again, Michael, I think the market's really distilled down to, to identify the key winning chances here and he looks progressive, not easy to go from that maiden win to take a step in grade and it's not a benchmark 58, it's straight to the 64 level and taking on some seasoned gallopers, but he looks to have a lovely style to cope with the rising grade. And I think the slight rising distance is a positive for number 14, Hughes. Interesting runner is number eight, General Firepower. He's a horse that can get right off the bridle at times, but then build momentum and be strong through the line. He's a previous first up winner. He won first up 
last preparation. So that's the positive, and he's jumped out nicely to resume here for the Moroni stable. So I think he's a legitimate winning chance. Seven, Amaniki was a career-best performance, I thought, last time here at Pakenham with Ethan Brown aboard. Gets a nice run from that draw for the same rider-horse combination here. Six, Kermie might be on speed, give a sight, but I would think it's more a place hope trifecta first four player than a legitimate winning chance. 14-8-7-6. 14-8-7-6. And the last of eight jumps at quarter past nine. It's a 64 over 1,600 metres. We can take out 11 and 13. Far flung, 350 favourite. Aqua Valore, $5. Eaglesaurus, $7. Sunfall, 7 50. Good push from Danny O'Brien for the favourite Far Flung. Do you like it in the last? I think it's got a great winning chance, Michael. Worked home well first up. Just hopefully can find a spot close enough, but by this stage of the day, we'll have an idea how they're running. And, and building momentum, particularly late in the program, down the middle of the track, hasn't been a bad scenario for Far Flung, who accelerated well late in the race first up over the 1,400 metres. It's a nice progression. I've got him on top, but I agree with Terry Bailey, and he identified Ben Ascari, who's also found number seven, Montenegro, for, for the Racing.com coverage tonight also. I thought he was really good to the line second up, was really strong through the line there, fitter with that run under the belt. That's the same run as Sunfall, and I thought he could certainly mount a case to say Montenegro was a better run in that race than Sunfall. I'm 10 ahead of seven. Three, Aquavalare has been back to the trials since the most recent run, kept on the fresh side since that run behind Adonis Kick. I thought trialled really well behind um, behind Amenable, who goes around as a chance in the Autumn Stakes on Saturday. Looked to trial really nicely there at Geelong. I think has to go in. And Nine Eaglesaurus, he was unlucky two starts ago. He was like a shopping trolley with uh, with broken wheels last start. Gets the blinkers on here, might straighten him up. If he does everything right, then he's in this race. 10, 7, 3 and 9. 10, 7, 3 and 9 in the, the last. How do we play Packenham this evening? Gee, they're well found the, the better bets, Michael. I thought Marble Arch race 4, number 11, was the best bet. The, the black odds were much better, but we're not getting those now. Hard to find value, but I thought race 5, number 8, Firestorm Bay would give a terrific chance on an each-way basis. Quaddy first league for me, 8, 12 and 10. Second leg, 11, 10, 14 and 5. Third leg, 14, 8 and 7. Coming home with numbers 10, 7 and 3. Going to play an early quaddy as the, the player today and hopefully getting a better result than the current price for Marble Arch, taking her one out in the early quaddy. So player today, early quaddy. First leg, 4, 6 and 9. Second leg, 2, 9 and 7. Third leg, 12, 10 and 1. Coming home with number 11, Marble Arch. One out in the last leg of the early quaddy. Uh, good work was and good punting tonight. We'll put all those selections up on the RSN website and then we'll look forward to counting down to the Group 1 action on Saturday. Just fantastic racing Saturday, isn't it? Melbourne and Sydney, just uh, a couple of great races and then uh, blend that in with the, the Tassie racing over the weekend. Yeah. It's a great, uh, great weekend for racing here in our part of the world. Good on you, Warren. Have a good day. Thanks, Michael.